Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Plug with X and my co-host Ishmael Sirion. What's up? What's up? Of course, if you are on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast so we can get some more people checking out this Week 15 recap of the NFL. If you are on Twitter, please make sure you follow at X underscore 80 Williams 81 on Twitter. And if you are on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the sports plug and also hit that notification bell for the next episodes Bing. yes sir yes sir <laughs> now as always of course it's usually x and ish on our weekly recap today i have a very special guest my good friend from iowa casey mckinney joining us how you doing out there sir hanging in there man christmas week let's get going yes sir yes sir uh, he is also on a, another football show, and if you want to check that out, we'll definitely put that link in the description after this show is over with. So like we said, we're getting right into the NFL Week 15 recap, and we'll start everything off with the Thursday night football game that we had with the Chargers and Raiders. Um, I'll be honest with you guys, I think this, this game started off the way that um, this game started off the week when it comes to upsets, right? So, unfortunately, we, as you see, we both picked the Raiders to win this game because we didn't know which Charger team was going to show up. Well, it looked like Justin Herbert, uh, I'm not going to give up on this season type of guy, showed up and pulled out this game for the Chargers with a 30-27 to victory. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chargers did pull out the upset because you have to say it was an upset. Derek Carr gets hurt. Um Marcus Mariota comes in, plays an amazing game. Other than that late pick, uh, it was a wonderful game by Marcus Mariota. Um, the question, though, is does this save Anthony Lynn's job? I don't know. I think some of this is in spite of the coaching that Anthony Lynn and that coaching staff is doing. Um, it's just the guys wanting to win. So uh, that's really my takeaway from the game is how much – does this go into the court of saving Anthony Lynn? Man, I, I just can't see it. This is the thing. We, you know, you see every week, and that was the thing. I took the Raiders in an eliminator pool. We, this pool made it this far, and I, I, I got eliminated this week. I just expected the Chargers to do Chargers things and and throw the game away at the end, and they tried. No team wanted to win this game. Not we watched all. it. Nobody, yeah, uh, you know, nobody wanted to get in there and get it done, but. There, there are built-in excuses for the Chargers. They've, the, I, in my opinion, the best player on their team is not playing right now in Derwin James. They've got some built-in excuses. Every team has injuries, though. So, if, in the end, I think that they do go get themselves a new head coach in the offseason. But, man, you can make an argument either way right now. Yeah. And we talk about that as well, uh, Ish and I, when it comes to the injuries of, amongst teams all throughout the NFL. You know, we could talk about from the 49ers – to my team with the Titans, from the Houston Texans. I mean, everybody has injuries, and unfortunately at this moment, that's not something that people are going to let you use as an excuse for why you are what you are at this point in the season. And with 
Anthony Lynn, like we talked about throughout the season, if because they are competitive in games and they don't get blown out, that was going to help him maybe come back for next year. But there have been some games against Buffalo where he made some questionable coaching decisions to where you might, as an organization, if you are the Chargers, you might want to go ahead and let him go and find somebody that you can pair with with Justin Herbert to make sure that you get the full potential out of him the same way they kind of did Cliff Kingsbury with Kyler Murray in Arizona. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Sunday afternoon football with the Bills and the Broncos. Uh, the Bills went ahead, took care of business against the Broncos like a team getting ready for the playoffs should do. Um, this is the first time the Bills won the AFC East since 1995. We we might have some listeners out there that weren't even born yet. Uh, last time the Bills won the AFC East. And also, last time they won it, they were wearing red helmets, not to white helmets that they are wearing now, which I think they definitely should bring back one of these days. Um, Casey, we talked about the Bills before we, we got onto this show after this win, are we really taking these bills a lot more seriously than than people want to take them? You know, take them for. I might be taking them a little more seriously than everyone else. Uh, we did our power rankings on the podcast last week. I had them at two. I am buying what this team is doing. Josh Allen is he's turned it on. He is turned around. I was not a Josh Allen believer when this season started. He was making bad, bad mistakes at, at bad times. He is taking care of all that. He's slinging the ball. Diggs has been a beast for them this season. That trade worked out for both teams so well. You you never see that. There's always one team that feels like they lost the trade, if you ask them. Both yep. teams will tell you they won this trade. Uh, the, the Bills are firing on all cylinders. They're currently the two seed, and no one wants to see them in the playoffs. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to see Josh Allen coming in town. I just don't. Like, he's... He's looking real good right now. That that team is gelling and on all all cylinders. Man, dangerous. They're doing what teams need to do, ramping up going into the offseason or the postseason. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I agree, Casey, 100%. I don't think that you're uh, taking them more seriously than um, a lot of people. And if you are, then I'm on that boat as well. Because I said in the Week 15 preview show, I said depending on how the Steelers played um, on Monday night, that I would argue that the Bills are the second best team in the AFC. And I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to stand firm now and say the Bills are the number two team in the AFC right now, right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. And I would say on a good day for the Bills, they could compete with KC. Like that is a team that I don't want to see coming into Kansas City for the AFC championship game because they are a complete team. I don't think that they are a team that relies too heavily on one thing. They are a complete team that play a team game on that defense. They fly around the ball. They don't have that one guy that you're going to look at and say like, oh, he's just the guy that makes it go. Like, no, I think that whole defense as a unit makes it go. And um, the Bills, yeah, they are a team that people should be scared to play in the postseason. No, I agree with both of you guys. Um, the and like me and KC talked about again before we got onto this live broadcast. Right now, at the moment, if Miami plays Buffalo, I do not think Miami wants to go from tropical Miami to very cold and snowy New York to have to play that game, and that's going to be a test of can you get hit in the mouth during the cold. And keep on playing. That's gonna. That's what we're gonna have to see from 
from the Dolphins again. We had, and this is only Week 15. We have to wait and see if they're even going to make the playoffs, and and wait and see how the playoff seedings, you know, go before we can say, you know, these teams are going to match up with with who. But like we said before, most likely the Bills will have will be able to host a playoff game. And most likely it might be snowing. So it'll be very interesting to see what team comes in and how they adjust to the weather as well. I mean, the, the Dolphins already go, got to go in there week 17. So, And for yes, them, they're fighting yes. for their playoff lives. Yeah. Yes. What the Bills are going to do, we don't know. It depends on how seating works out and how next week shakes. There's a lot of important stuff going on. But, I mean, like we talked about before the, before the mics heated up, Man, if you're the if you're the Dolphins, are you the Bills? Do you want to knock off the Dolphins in Week 17 and have the Ravens come into town, or nah? You want to let your guys hang out if you can. That's if you can to hold the two seed. If you can, maybe sit some guys down and let Miami come right back the next week instead of having Lamar and company come to town because so, I don't want nothing to do with Lamar and company. So if let me I'm say this about that, Casey. Um, What's interesting this year is the fact that there's only one buy in the playoffs. That's what makes that decision interesting because if you like it fighting for the two seed to me may not actually be advantageous this year because depending on who that last team is that sneaks in, it might be a bad matchup for you. You still got to play the first week of the playoffs. So it may make sense to rest your starters Maybe you just get the three seed if you happen to get the three seed. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of um, coaching decisions and organization decisions that are going to come down in that last week to what do we feel our best matchup is and how do we achieve, you know, getting that best matchup. Not to say that teams are going to throw games. Yes. And I will say this to caveat on everything you guys are saying. One thing I do know, you do not want to see your divisional your divisional opponents a third time in the playoffs because you just never know. I'm just, I look, I'm just saying there, there have been times where the divisional, your divisional opponents, you'll meet them again in the playoffs and you might not, even though you won in the regular season, you can lose in the playoffs and it's all for night. I I would to be honest, I would say for the bills, I wouldn't be as scared of facing the dolphins a third time for the Steelers. I'll be scared to face Cleveland a third time. I got you. Especially, especially where they're playing, we'll definitely get into them shortly as well. Last Sunday, uh, Saturday night football game as well. The Packers and the Panthers. Aaron Rodgers took care of business, taking care of the little pussy cats. Uh, the Panthers. Uh, but let's be real though, the Panthers. Their their season is pretty much over with because of just the the injuries that they've had. Their franchise guy McCaffrey has been pretty much out of the lineup the whole season. And I honestly feel like they should have shut him down. Uh, they, yeah, they, they, they shouldn't have even brought him back. Uh, when he re, he injured his shoulder when they brought him back. And that, and after that, I just go ahead and sit him down because if you're paying this amount of money and a running back and you are trying to run your offense through him, you need to have him ready next year. This season is over. You're not playing for anything. Sit him, sit his butt down and get him ready for yeah, next yeah. year. Yep. I agree. Ish, anything to say about this game before we move on? Um, the one thing that I have to say is, I think, and again, I think I said it before this game, um, maybe on the previous show or something. I think they need to sit Teddy Bridgewater down and let PJ Walker get a shot. Yeah, you said that last week. I mean, I just, I don't, again, and I don't think that the goal line fumble was the play that changed the game as much as everybody is saying that it was um it did have a huge impact but i still think there was a lot of game left that they could have come back and done something if they had somebody who was 
more aggressive at the quarterback position. But Teddy Bridgewater, to me, is so risk adverse, sometimes to his own detriment. And that's my only observation from this game. I feel like it was still a very close game in the sense that they could have done some more. Um, and I just feel like Teddy Bridgewater kind of holds that offense back a little bit. Casey, you, you feel that way as well? I, I mean, I, I can I, I get what he's saying. I just I'm looking at the no, I had to pull it up because I was curious. The cap number for him is just too high. He's the guy. He he has to continue to be the guy. There's no, no and I think we said that last week. They he made him too much money. Yeah, it, and you're not wrong about that. It jumps up 23 million cap number next year, 26 the year after that. They're only paying him 14 this year. That's and we're gonna have cap issues next year, guys. So we're gonna have some teams dealing with cap problems big time. Oh yeah, this is one of those issues. Uh, and 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 that's something change. And that's something we we definitely will bring you on in future shows to talk about the cap because a lot of people, unfortunately, when they talk about sport or when they talk about football, a lot of people think that it's fantasy football. You can get anybody you want, you can trade for whoever you want, you can, and it doesn't work like that. So. Uh, I think we definitely need to bring you on when when we do this season-ending uh, recap when it comes to what teams might want to do moving forward and also how the cap will be in play depending on the, the you know decisions that they make. And, and of course, the main team we're kind of I want to bring up will be the, the Houston Texans, who we are about to get right into, the Texans versus the Colts. And speaking of fumbling at the goal line, Two weeks, two out of three weeks now. Seriously, Texans, y'all going to do this to the same team where you fumble on the one yard line, either uh, heading into the end. I'm sorry, either, you know, uh, QT with heading into an, a score at the end zone or Deshaun Watson fumbling the ball um, at the four yard line on a bad snap. It just seems like the Texans, we might as well call them can't get right. Um, you know how I feel about the Texans. Uh, you you chose the Texans. I did. I did. For some reason you I did. And you, uh, hey, it almost it almost happened. No, no X. No. You can know all you want to. Damn it! It almost happened. That's because the Colts were some for some reason decided they wanted to play around with them. But uh, dude, I just don't know what's going on with these Texans. They can't hold on to the ball in these crucial situations. They're making these bad decisions. Um. I can't really fault Brandon Cooks for that because it was he was making a hustle play. He was playing hard until the whistle, like you should. Um, just unfortunate. He didn't see the guy coming from behind him, punch the ball out. That was, that was QT. Oh, Q, QT, my bad. Mm, uh, let me good. just say this. Great defensive play. That oh, yeah. right there, textbook. Oh, the yeah. guy got him wrapped up. You're coming from behind, punch the ball, secure the victory. They did that. Nothing else to say. The Texans – so go on to next year with your no draft picks. Yeah, that's the problem. This team can't rebuild. They don't have anything to rebuild with. You know, they don't have any weapons. The only weapon they have is, is Deshaun. And, you know, I you got David it. Johnson. Sure. You know, I did sort of believe it, that he was going to have that resurgence year coming in. I, I, I did. I was big on the Texans. Go pull the tape, man. I don't want to talk about it. But I'll tell you what. He didn't do anything. Deshaun's tried to put this team on his back and and make plays and and do things, but man, I, this team is in for a rough rough future. You know, I they're gonna have to. I don't know what pieces they have that they can trade to get draft capital, but they got to do something. You only have probably JJ Watt, and yeah. this is not JJ Watt of five years ago. So, and that's something Ish and I talked about, you know, from previous shows. When it comes to you can't just trade JJ for whoever. You're not getting rid of Watson. You're not. 
So it's like you really don't have anything to trade for. And moving forward, Bill O'Brien has screwed you when it comes to your draft capital to be able to help build this team moving forward. So every game is kind of like if you're not even a Houston Texan fan, if you're on the outside looking in, you're just a Deshaun Watson fan. You're just praying to make sure that he's healthy coming out of these games because it just seems like he's like we just said, literally fighting for his life and fighting for this team. To be able just to win a game and and it really is, but I will say that nobody gonna feel sorry for Deshaun because he has a lot of money, right? It's just one of those things where people are not gonna feel bad for bad for him. And people ain't gonna feel bad for professional athletes or anybody that makes a lot of money because they make money. I'm just that's just how game where his body gets beaten up. I agree. Look, we played. Look, we we played the game. Look, I understand. We we both understand, but eventually, um, I don't know, man. They're gonna have to do something with him. I don't. I. I get it. He's loved there. You can't trade him. Maybe you should think about nah, it. Nah, you should trade him. They should trade him. Rebuild mode. We don't they have should. any assets. You need something. Go get trade you. Him. Fans will revolt if they trade him. He's the only thing. I'll be honest with you, Casey. I don't think they would though. I, you got to do something because you're going to be the same out of field next year. If you here's the something. thing. Here's the thing about Texan fans. Look, we we've been here. We we we've seen this franchise from day one. Me and Ishmael. Texan fans ain't going nowhere. They they've been they've been two win seasons three win seasons they ain't going nowhere okay so what the Texan what Texan fans want is a winner no matter if it's Deshaun Watson no matter if it's Trevor Lawrence no matter if it's if it's Patrick um, uh, uh, Fitzpatrick or whatnot come in and be the veteran quarterback to lead a team they just want as a Texans organization they just want to win now now Deshaun Watson is a great you know peace to be able to to bring some great moments to this bad franchise the last couple of years but if i'm a text the same way i see with the houston rockets look if i am a houston fan and if we can get better by getting rid of and we love this guy but getting rid of him and being able to get other pieces that's the same way with the james harden situation you might want to get rid of james harden to be able to make your team better and well, you know who I'm, I'm just saying. I, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying. Deshaun Watson is not a cancer to the team. I'm not saying that. That's not what Deshaun I'm saying. Watson is the kind of guy you want to lead the organization. The problem is they need to get rid of him in order for his sake, but also to regain some draft capital. Like it just is the best organization. It's a business. It's a business decision. It has, it's not personal at all. It has everything to do with business at this point. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yep. All righty then. Alrighty then, this was a helmet game that we talked about before, and it actually, I guess, was a pretty decent game. To be completely honest, I did not tune into this game because I expected the 49ers to take care of business, which they did not do. So I'm a little disappointed in the 49ers, but with this win for the Cowboys, unfortunately for them and their fans, it gives them a little high hope because it moves them into second place in the NFC least, and they still have an opportunity to win the damn division. So... KC, go ahead and start this off. I'm tired of talking about the Cowboys. I don't, I don't know what's going on down here, man. Like I said, I was with you. I, I thought the Niners were going to take care of business here. I will say, no Zeke in this game. I think this season, I don't know what's going on with Zeke, but no Zeke was an upgrade for this team. Pollard's run the ball yeah, much Pollard better than Zeke hard. is. Mm-hmm. I, I can't explain it to you. I don't know why, but he is. And I, I considered flipping my pick when they announced Zeke wasn't playing. It's a weird thing, but... Okay, can I can I can I ask? Is that kind of the same with the Browns with OBJ? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> we talk about that on my podcast. It's a weird, 
it's a weird thing when teams lose their their star player, star player. And, and yes you know and then and then go on yeah this was coined years ago by bill simmons the ewing theory where you lose they lose their best player and some reason the team gets better i don't know that beckham was playing like the browns best player you know they've got a good one-two punch in that backfield and you know miles garrett out there's there's a handful of guys that can make an argument to be the best player on that team mm-hmm. with back out zeke should have absolutely been the number one on this team he should have carried this team and he hasn't done it i don't know if it's you know, we've talked we've talked speculation on he's one of the guys that's coming back from actually having the coronavirus. Does that play some sort of a, a key? We saw him have it. We saw Cam have it. Cam hasn't looked good. You know, we don't know what the long-term effects are on a body with this. We have seen other guys that have come back and played okay after it, though. So I, I, maybe it's just a built-in excuse. I Both these teams really are just playing bad football, but when you got two bad teams playing football, the game looks competitive. I think that's what it really boils down to. <laughs> I think NBC should have kept this game, man. This was better than the Browns game that they flexed in. Yeah. Everyone was riding high on the Giants two weeks ago when they flexed it. and the Giants aren't good, guys. <laughs> they are not. I don't know why they thought the Giants, even though they were leading the NFC East, was going to be a good matchup against the Browns. You know, I, I mean, the Giants are a decent team. We'll talk about that later. They're yeah, we will. But um, I think that for the Cowboys situation, I think part of partly to try to explain the Zeke phenomenon is um, – what you know when Dak goes down that they're going to ride on Zeke, so you stack the box against the Cowboys, and that offensive line is not the same offensive line as it was a couple of years ago. Absolutely, um, I think when Zeke is out, you know a team is less likely to want to stack the box because they're still trying to see, you know, what are you guys going to do? And unfortunately for the 49ers, Pollard is not the guy to decide like, oh, we're going to change the game plan because Zeke isn't in because he runs hard. He has shown throughout the season that he will run hard no matter what he has made a lot of really big plays this season um it's just he's not getting i would say it's along the same lines of some of these other players that have made impact plays but play for really bad teams so people aren't really seeing what they can do i think he has made a lot of really big plays for them it's just that people aren't checking out for you know what the cowboys are doing so um this game it was a case of the cowboys being the cowboys just like the Raiders are the Raiders. Um, one week they're going to play well. The next week they're going to play t- horribly. I mean, people are going to pick the Cowboys next week probably because they're like, oh, they're playing for the playoffs. Look at what they did last week. And then I wouldn't doubt they would come out and not score any points next week. So <laughs> it's just the Cowboys. This, this is very Cowboys. true. No, you are correct on that. And also just to piggyback on what Casey said when it comes to Zeke's um, – yardage everything going now it has we have to address the offensive line you know I, I don't think it's just based on Zeke and like Ish said as well you know if you know Dak isn't there and we're gonna run the ball come on now it's gonna be eight in the box it's, it, it kind of reminds me of when Mariota and Derek Henry was playing against each other or playing with each other they knew Mariota was good, but it w- they knew it wasn't going to be- beat him over the top for a 30 to 40 yard pass. And that's understandable. That's why you put seven, eight, maybe even nine in the box and say, I dare you to beat us with your arm. And that's what Andy Dalton is not able to do right now or whoever you put in at- as a quarterback uh, for the Cowboys. And let's be honest. Zeke is one of those people. And I don't know him personally, but I'm just talking about what I see on the field. If they are playing for something. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and check out. I'm I'm done for this season. Like I, I'll see y'all next day, see y'all next season. That's that's kind of what I see right now with the Cowboys and not just him. I mean a couple other guys that's on that team where 
hey, it's one, two, three, Cancun. Like we we good. But who knows? Maybe maybe they really still like want to play for McCartney and maybe win the division. And who knows? But I'll be honest with you. I don't want them to win the division. I need them to move on from McCartney because I don't want to hear next year talking about, oh, McCartney's going to take us to new heights and this and that. Y'all be eight and eight again. Like, I don't want to hear this crap. I, he's got to be gone. Like, I get it. It's a one year thing and it's tough to get rid of a coach after one year, but man, he's not, no one on that team respects I, him. It's, I, I just, I don't, I'm not buying any of it. He's got to go. I, getting rid of a coach after one year sucks. You don't see it very often, but. Ah, you you see it very no. often. You oh. you don't see it very often, but you do if you make sense. Oh, this is true. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be very very interesting to see the Cowboys how they move forward, and then also also as well. Trust me, I've said this. I said this almost every week. I agree. Um, who? What happens with Dak? Does Dak is Dak able to get his confidence back? You know, is he going to be a little tender on that ankle when he comes back? You know, that's going to be very interesting to watch as well It was Dak's progression coming back. Uh, speaking of progression, maybe Ishmael should have picked the Seahawks on this one because apparently he felt like Washington football team was going to make a progressive move and beat the, the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks. And I will say this, they kept it close. In the second half, as Ishmael will say, Washington football team is a second-half team. But, like I stated in the pre-show, ain't nobody for Washington football team, no matter if it's Doug Williams, Joe Theismann, Doug, uh, yes, I, I said it, Jason Wood, Jason Campbell, De, uh, De, uh, I'm sorry, Donovan McNabb. It don't matter. It don't matter, okay? Russell Wilson was going to cook and take care of business, and he cooked, all right? He won. They won 20. You damn right. Because... Hey, Chase Young. Chase Young is a is a is a generational talent. He took care that of man, this. If you call twenty points cooking, that man was cooking right. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and they're okay. delicious, and they strawberry jelly too. X. Let me just tell you this right now. All right, Strip Club Haskins is the is to blame for this. Okay, Strip Club Haskins is to blame for this because if my man, the professional Alex Smith, was mm-hmm. back there starting, they would have won this game. Washington had everything there to win the game. Look at how close it was with Strip Club Haskins. I like that nickname, too. I like that nickname. He's not even watching game film. He's worried about going to the next strip club. He probably called up James Harden before the game and was like, James, where are you going to be at after the game so I can show up there? Because that is that man is not focused. He's not out there trying to win games. He played decently. But let me just say, he is not a leader like Alex Smith is a leader. And that's why they lost this game. I don't think that – I still hold that Washington will end the, win the NFC East, but hopefully Alex Smith comes back. Because if he doesn't come back, then, you know, it's not looking too good. It looks like Strip Club Haskins is probably going to get sat down, um, get like a COVID designation or something, um, and then they're going to have to play their practice squad quarterback. So – that may hurt my prediction, but if Alex Smith comes back, they will win the NFC East. This team actually is a really good team. They just need a quarterback there to do the things that they need. Casey? I, this is the only team I think that actually wants to win this division. If you <laughs> ask them. Yes, like, yes. Not, not from a like, – I, I just think they've had so much go on with the name change, with all the stories that came out that – a playoff game for this team would be a, a net win. You're moving up 10 draft spots if you win this division. 
and you don't want anything to do with it. I know a couple of Eagles fans. I know some, you know some Cowboys fans. They don't want to win this division. Eagle fans don't deserve. Eagles, the organization, don't deserve to win the damn division this year. They won't try. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get there. But I, I, I don't know. This this Alex Smith thing is crazy. I don't know that he he might come back. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for this kid. I I love Alex Smith. I, my I, I go get my Alex Smith Chiefs jersey for you if you want. Hang it up. It's I'm a big Alex Smith guy. I loved him, but. I, I don't know. I, this this Washington team baffles me. I, y'all got a pretty good defense, like you said. They got the generational talent. I still think they get bounced if they make it in the first. Like they might give it a, a, a game to whoever they play, but I, that's all the further you're going to get from anyone in this division. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not going to the, whoever wins this division, unless somehow Philadelphia comes back and finds a way to sneak in. Nah, um, they, they they after that loss of the Cardinals yeah, and we're getting that in second for at the moment they said that, that they had to win every game to make the playoffs. Okay, okay. Well they're done. Outside of Philadelphia, now that Jalen Hurts is playing, which okay, wow, you should have probably put that man in a weeks long. ago. We'll exactly. Talk, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that later, yeah. But anyway, that's the only team to me that I would be scared to play in the playoffs because of the way they look now with Jalen Hurts. Um, Even with Alex Smith, I think Alex Smith is good to get you to the playoffs. He's not good to do much else once you're there. So um, I think they I think they win the division if he plays and they get to the playoffs and then they play like a decent game and they get out in the first round. Oh, well, that is a huge. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And let's go ahead and move on to the Bears and the Vikings. The uh, Bears took care of business and uh, beat the Vikings. And this was a game that I feel like Ish was also kind of hesitant on when it comes to he didn't know which Viking team was going to show up. He he knew that Dalvin Cook was going to show up. But uh, I felt like the Bears defense, and even though they gave up 27 points, was going to take care of business. And they did. And, not, and at the moment, the Bears... Look like they might, might be able to sneak into the playoffs. We have to wait and see if we still have a couple more weeks left. But at the moment, they are 7-7. Seven and seven And and looking like the Bears look, which is mediocre. So they could still get into the playoffs, maybe at 9-7, and seven, maybe at 8-8, eight and eight, depending on what they do. Like I said, the last couple of weeks, do we see the Bears being maybe an upset team in the playoffs? You can never count out the Bears' defense, right? I mean, they've got they've got great talent on defense. Um, I'm not I'm not a Mitchell Trubisky believer, but I don't know what it is he does before the game to make David Montgomery play football. But <laughs> he makes David Montgomery a football player. Like him being out there, is it him being a running threat? And you don't know which way they're going to go with it. I don't know what it is, but man, Montgomery has been on one since they brought Mitch back in at quarterback position. And if they can get the ground game going like they've done, control the clock, yeah, they could absolutely come in and shock somebody. They've got two, uh, you know, they, they, they end the season with, with Green Bay. That's a problem, I think. Green Bay is still going to be fighting for that one seed. So I don't think they're able to sneak in. Yeah, you know, they're going to have to win out to, to get it, and I don't see them getting past Green Bay. But who knows? I mean, division games are crazy. Anything can happen. Um if they got in, sure, maybe. They can still get that wild card spot at the moment. Uh, you know, the Cardinals are number seven with eight and six. The Cardinals still got to play the Rams. And the Card- exactly. The Cardinals still have a, cuff- a tough couple of more games. So we have uh, – that's why this – when we talked about it before the show, uh, Casey, it's a week-by-week basis type of league. 
just because week 15 looked this way, week 17 is going to look completely different. And we'll have a different conversation. So it'll be very interesting to see what the Bears are able to do. But just imagine if they had just a decent quarterback. Man. Yeah, totally this, this, yeah I agree. This, this, this team could look a lot different. Speaking of teams that has a decent quarterback, <laughs> both both of these teams actually have a decent play. quarterback. Well, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Talking about Tannehill, but also Matt Stafford is is a pretty decent, pretty decent quarterback. But um, um, the Tennessee Titans, of course, took care of business uh, at home against the Lions, like they should, won by twenty one points. Um, as a Titans fan, I am very. I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. After this game, you know, we took care of business, but I was looking to the Packers game and I'm already in my head saying, you know what, we're going to lose because of our defense. I already said it to myself, but I said, but then I, then I thought about it. I said, hold up now. The Titans since week one has led the off, led the NFL in offense. And at this moment, if y'all want to go look up some stats, cause I know people love stats. The Tennessee Titans are number one in scoring offense. So with that being said, I kind of had to calm down a little bit because even though Aaron Rodgers will pick apart our defense and he will do that because he's that bad man, the Titans, as long as we are able to put up 30, maybe even 40 points, I feel like we can beat the Packers in Lambeau Field. And if we do that, that will be a great win moving into the playoffs. And that's something that we need for confidence and just being able to let ourselves know that we can do this and make it back to the AFC Championship game and even make it to a Super Bowl. We need this win more than I feel like the Packers do because everybody know about Aaron Rodgers. Everybody love Aaron Rodgers. Everybody know when he what he's able to do in Lambeau Field in the playoffs. But when it comes to building our confidence as a Titans organization, I feel like we need this win a lot more than the uh, the Packers do. Sure. I absolutely I could I, I get your argument. I think this is a shootout type game. You know, that's that, the Titans are gonna I think have to win games the way the Chiefs did it last year. You said that before the microphone teed it up. That defense isn't great, but the offense I think can keep pace. Especially I'm Green Bay doesn't exactly have the defense to write home about either. So, you know, give me a, a high scoring game and you know, anything can happen. KC, don't sugarcoat our defense. Our defense is fucking horrible. Like it's horrible. It's trash. Okay. Like I've I've said it since week one of the season. It's it's horrible to to see the swap of the Tennessee Titans go from really, really good defense to an okay stagnant offense to a badass offense and now a can't stop a nosebleed defense. It's very disappointing because the main things that we know when playoff time come, you need a stout defense, you need a running game, and you need a quarterback that's not gonna turn the ball over. Okay, we have two out of three. Once we're able to get that defense rolling, I I will put my Tennessee Titans up against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the uh, the Cleveland Browns. I want to play anybody. That's how I feel about Tennessee Titans at this moment. Um. Okay. Don't get too crazy. I am just saying. Hey, I did. I have been saying all year long, and now is the time for my predictions to come to fruition and. You know, for everybody to know, the Oilers, it is their time of year. The Oilers have come to play. And my man, Derrick Henry, the best back in the league, is out here, I mean, ready for playoff football. Okay? The Oilers, I knew they were going to win this game because Derrick Henry, of course. But one thing that is there is to note that people should take notice of, this game was the first game, I think, probably since like week five i'll have to go double check 
that their rookie running back that was drafted to come in and play a second fiddle to Derrick Henry, this is the first game he played. And he actually contributed 30 yards on the ground, but 27 yards catching the ball out of the backfield with a touchdown. So that is something to think about because when you think about some of these great running teams, they always have that complement to their main back who can get the ball out of the backfield but also run the ball. We're talking about Cleveland. We're talking about even in uh, KC. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We got we've got backs that can um, get the ball out of the backfield, and we're always great when we've got backs that we got somebody that can run and we got somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield. So that is a big thing to note because if he continues to play and contribute that way, the Oilers' offense is only getting better from what I'm seeing. And like you said, number one scoring offense, teams should be scared about a shootout with the Oilers. They are a real shootout potential team. Now that defense is probably where. Yeah, Oh, trust me, I know. You're talking about playing the Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, dude, y'all, your defense against Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, they might as well score 100. Again, <laughs> again, y'all y'all, y'all can say what you want about Mr. Patty Mahomes and Mr. Josh Allen all you want to. One thing I know about NFL NFL games, everybody has everybody has a bad game from time to time. Everybody, everybody makes everybody sometimes makes some some bad decisions and whatnot. And don't don't come in that game thinking I'm about to slice up this defense and throw two two or three picks. I'm just that's all I'm saying. Let me just better respect your opponent. Better respect your opponent. I I agree with you 100. Let me just say this though. One thing that the the Oilers have proven this year is that if they get behind by too much, it's hard for them to come back and finish the game. And that is what is scary about their that defense because the defense doesn't start well. And if they play the Bills or the Chiefs and get behind by 21 or 17, that second half, yeah, you may be able to score some points, but is the defense going to be able to allow you to get back in the game with enough time? And that's where... I feel for the Oilers. I'm scared for them because your asset, your biggest asset is running the ball. So you kill yourself in the second half. You have to stay in the game early. I don't agree with running the ball anymore. As as we saw in coming to America, aha, a lot of people feel like we're just running the ball out of time. Okay, keep stacking the box all you want to. We'll throw it to our pole bowl wide receiver, A.J. Brown. We'll throw it to our number two wide receiver, Corey Davis. We'll throw it to our badass tight end, Junior Smith. Keep on, keep on worrying about a running game all you want to. Everything else will open up. So we'll see y'all in the playoffs. All right, Patriots versus Dolphins. We talked about this a little bit with Cam Newton and his COVID status. Um... The Dolphins, even though they won this game, they are on, most likely on the outside looking in when it comes to winning the division, and that's fine. But they are number seven at the moment when it comes to playoff seed. Will they keep that spot, KC? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> I they got to win out, which I, I think they they got the Bills week seventeen. It depends on how that shakes out. What the Bills want to do with that game, I, the Ravens are going to win out. I'm. I'd bet on it right now. I probably wouldn't get a very good odds because they've got tr- trash opponents coming. It's bad. Mm-hmm. So they've got to win out. That Bills game week 17 is the important one. If both teams are playing full board, the Bills are going to blow out the Dolphins, putting the Ravens in the playoffs. I Is that how it shakes out? I don't know. But from a schedule standpoint, and that's, it is, that's not a bad thing, Dolphins fans, if you're out there. I, I know a few. This season was a major W. You got the Texans' first-round pick. That's going to be a good pick. You got a couple guys, add some weapons, add some stuff. This team is going to be very good eventually. 
this just wasn't the season and maybe they got their hopes up a little bit thinking we're going to go, you know, all the way. Um, so I'm not quite with you there as far as the Dolphins, how certain you are the Dolphins probably won't make the playoffs, um, only because the Ravens are the other team. And the Ravens, while they are playing two teams that I would say they should come out and just terrorize, you don't know because those are two teams that have made upsets, uh, one being the Bengals, who we'll get to later on, and then the other being the Giants, who did happen to beat the Seahawks. So the Giants have proven that they can come and play when they choose to come play. Now, Colt McCoy doesn't really make me feel like they're going to come out and win a shootout with anybody. But uh, he is, if it is a nice, close game, he is somebody that I can trust to potentially help them win that game and lead them to that victory. So I do think there's a chance the Dolphins win. Like you said, if it does come down to the last week, week 17, oh, they're not going to do it. Unless the Bills rest everybody, they're not going to do it. Because they're not in the same class as the Bills right now. You know how Colt McCoy makes me feel? He makes me feel old. I don't know if yes, y'all saw. I don't know if y'all saw his face when he actually zoomed in. But oh my goodness, the aging that has done. He's just a backup quarterback. Just imagine if he was a starter. Like Jesus, you okay, Colt? You need some. You need some skin products. We'll send you something up in the New York or something. Like oh Jesus gosh. Christ. All righty then. Jags versus Ravens. Speaking of folks that need some help, Jacksonville Jaguars, the other pussycat team we like to call. Um, got steamrolled by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Ain't really too much to talk about this game other than are the Ravens finally finding something within themselves to get ready to move and get ready for the playoffs because what I think that they do not want to see is another first-round exit because if they do, it's going to be, again, a lot of Lamar Jackson doubters come out and say, well, see, I told you so. I would say this for you real quick, because I do want to apologize because on a previous show, you said you wanted to see Lamar Jackson come out and throw the ball. And I told you you weren't going to see it because they're going to run the ball and run the score up on them. And he actually came out and he did make some throws. Um, I will apologize to Lamar because you did do that while be against, albeit against the Jaguars. Um, I do want to say he could use this to propel him into next week in week 17 to continue this effort. If he can continue this passing effort moving forward, they have a shot at the first round in the first round game. If he does not, and he regresses again, you play the potentially the bills in the first round of the playoffs. You're losing that game. That defense has already come out and proven that they're not some team. You just run over. I'm sorry. I think that the Ravens are getting ready for playoff football, but I think it's a bad matchup week uh, in the first round of the playoffs if they play the Bills. They want to see the they want to see the Steelers. I think they want to see the Steelers first round of the playoffs. Casey, I I think you're right. I, I would agree with. I mean, I'd rather play. You know, if it were me, I get to pick what team I'm playing. I'd rather play the Steelers than the Bills. But I. It was a get-right game. That's that's what this boils down to. They played a bad yep. team. They got all their stuff going. You know, we saw them sort of start clicking after the cramps and all that, you know, a week ago. But the, they come the, out. The, the cramps. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we made all our number two jokes on the podcast. So we're, we're good. I don't have any more left. But I think they are clicking on all cylinders. I think that this is a dangerous team come playoffs. I would probably pick the Bills to beat them, yes. But I think that game's a lot closer than, than we're getting credit here. I... 
I think that they are they're getting it right at the right time. You know, we, we talk about teams and when you gotta when you gotta get it right. This you is know, the time. This is the time to do last it. Last year, this was the time that they they ramped up and, and made their run. I think yep. you can see something very similar coming from Baltimore here. I, I agree. Well, now, we'll now the thing easy opponents coming up too. So and now the thing is, and like Ish and I have talked about before, is just can you make those passing plays? That yeah, is what wrong. that is that is what we are worried about when it comes to Lamar. We know you can run. We know you can make spectacular plays with your feet. We know that. They ain't got no can you make it with your? I don't want to hear that shit no more. You got Hollywood Brown. Okay. You got you got you got the ex. Oh, don't, don't, hey, you know, hey, throw it throw it up, son. Throw it up, okay? Hey, I'm just saying, they they could have went out there and got AB, but they didn't, okay? So that's on them. All right, good. Not gonna. He's not gonna be a difference maker. You goddamn right, he not. But that's who the Baltimore Ravens went out to go get. So that's on them. All right, then. Speaking of AB, his 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 new team and also his first touchdown in the uh, in NFL this year, the Buccaneers versus the Falcons, and unfortunately. It's Falcons, man. For the Falcons, it seems like they are still living in the past with this Tom Brady nightmare that they keep on revisiting and losing these leads to Tom Brady. And no matter what team he plays for, he could play for a wiffle ball team, and apparently they're going to lose that lead to them. <laughs> I mean, they're losing leads to more than just Tom Brady. This yeah, is true. This, no, this is true. But <laughs> Tom Brady is, you know, is their kryptonite. I, it does appear to be that way. I, I won't disagree with that. I have... <sighs> Man, I don't even know. This Falcons team is just – and this, it's going to get worse, guys, for this Falcons team. Go look at their cap number. We talked about a little bit of cap number stuff earlier. Ugh. They are going into having problems. You're, you might – if a team's willing to pick up that contract, Julio Jones might be playing for a different team next year if they can get some draft capital for him because, man – To be completely honest – I, I was going to say, to be completely honest, I would not be surprised at all if Julio is out more, mainly because of Julio. Julio has gotten everything he wanted from Atlanta. He got money. He just had, he got a Super Bowl appearance, not Super Bowl ring. But I feel like to owe it to Julio, he needs to go play somewhere else so he can win a championship And he's because he's done as much as he needs to. And the Falcons have their other two wide receivers, Ridley and um, uh, I know I'm missing one more. But they, have, they already have three wide receivers that can, you know, take over what they need to take over. And and one thing about wide receivers, this is I'm in wide receiver saying this. Wide receiver you can find wide receivers, unfortunately. You can find guys that can come in and just make catches, not, not be Julio. Not be Julio. I didn't not be Julio, but I'm just saying you can same thing with, with the Cowboys. You're talking about with Zeke, right? Uh he's not Zeke, but he can at least tote that rock and makes make some plays for us to win some games. So that's what I'm saying with the Falcons. If you're gonna keep Matt Ryan just you know, surround him, get that defense up to par like you did for the Super Bowl, and make another run at it because the Falcons, man, it's. Ugh. I mean, if we go from a Super Bowl team a couple years ago to being four and ten right now. Well, my question would be for for both of you guys, and maybe we'll go into this more in the at the end of the season uh, recap. But uh, what would the what would the asking price be for Julio Jones? Like, what do you see the actual market being for at Julio least a first Jones? rounder? I don't first even know round? Well, first, even first, know first, hey, hell NFL, yeah. NFL trades are never what you think they're going to be. They're always worth less than you think they are. Go go look at any trade. That's what I'm saying. Unless, first it's, round? unless it's a draft. I don't think it is because this is going to be the same thing that you see with something like a Carson Wentz deal. I'm telling you right now, watch out for Carson Wentz throwing the ball to Julio Jones in New England next year. We'll talk We'll we'll talk. talk about that real soon. We'll talk about it real soon. But I think this would be a team doing the Falcons a favor – and basically 
taking him off their hands. I think it's a, it's a third, fourth round pick, and they're see? basically paying that team to take the contract. And I was we thinking, don't we see this more in basketball, we see this more in baseball, where teams are taking players to take cap money off. We've only really seen yeah. this in the NFL once with Brock Osweiler, where they got yeah. more back to take him mm-hmm. because they were taking the con taking the contract off of him. I think we might see something similar with like Carson Wentz here. Too. Let me throw something out there. Let me throw something That's a out later there. conversation. I want to throw just uh, just a early feeler out here. We talked about the Houston Texans rebuilding. Mm-hmm. We already got rid of some draft picks. Why not make a splash? Find a way to get Julio Jones to Houston if they're willing to listen to you. I'm just saying, even if you send Will Fuller back to Atlanta on the other end of that deal. I think you you try to find a way to show Deshaun Watson if you want if you really want to keep him and you want to show him like we're trying to invest to put pieces around you. What better way than to go get a guy like Julio Jones? Who I agree with KC. I don't think a first round is what he's gonna, what you're getting for him. That's I'm fine. looking more like a third or a fourth, maybe with a couple other picks in there, but. You might get a second. Okay, but didn't I just say Julio wants to go to a team where he can actually win a championship? Not go back and be mediocre again. He's not going to win shit with Deshaun Watson in Houston. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, sir. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. say on where he gets traded. Team makes that decision. This is true, but you also, depending on certain players, sometimes they let you say, yes, I want to go there. No, I don't want to go there. Mainly more in basketball than football. Football, they're going to trade your ass. They do. They got respect for him there. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. It's not I understand where you come from, Ish, when it comes to trading them to Houston. But for me, again, if you, okay, you get rid of Fuller and, Q, you know, QT or whoever it is. Okay. Now you, now you have two guys on, on Julio. It, there's now you don't have the opportunity to be able to spread the ball out for Deshaun Watson and go right back to the Hop- Hopkins. I was going to say right back to the Hopkins situation. Yeah. I mean, and, and we, and now you have an older wide receiver. So it's, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I'm sorry. Ish. I, I love you, but I don't like that. Also, he's due 20. Well, his cap number is 23 million next year. That's tough for anyone to pick up. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money for a guy who spent a lot of time hurt this year. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's go ahead. Speaking of uh, hurt guys, uh, some hurt feelings, apparently, Carson Wentz and the Eagles organization. Uh, the Eagles and the Cardinals played, and this was Jalen Hurts' second start. And before this, before the Jalen Hurts' second start, a interesting report from Carson Wentz was pretty much saying that if they are going to move on with Jalen Hurts as the starter for the Eagles, he does not want to be a part of the Eagles organization. He wants to be traded. Now, I don't know how exactly, I don't know how 100% accurate that is. Uh, I don't know if, if again, if, if that is something that came out of his mouth, because well, let's be real, we know how the media is. They like to, you know, stir some stuff up and 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 that, that's not something that they actually really said. But if that is something that Carson Wentz really did say, I'll be honest with y'all. I am looking at him sideways now because just like the guy that has taken his spot, if I want a leader to lead me on the football field, Jalen Hurts did not pout and, and, and fuss when he had to sit down for, for Tua in Alabama. Am I correct? He had to sit and wait, and when he got his opportunity again, he came out and showed up and, sh- and shined, and he did it again in Oklahoma. So for... Jalen Hurst to be the professional that he is already just in his rookie year, his second start compared to Carson Wentz is very, to me, it's just very eye opening because the Eagles, to me, it seemed like it seemed like it's a Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz thing when it comes to I'm going to ride with this guy until the reels fall off and 
no matter what he does, we're still going to back him. And if this is true when it comes to Carson Wentz saying I want to get traded because I'm not a starter, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be a part of Carson Wentz when it comes to I was a wide receiver or running back, whatever. Because if that's the mindset you have, all right, cool then. Well, let me let me just say this because I said it real quick, and I'm just going to touch on this real quick because I already discussed this in the preview show I think uh, earlier. Let me just say this, Carson Wentz. I'm talking directly to you, my man. You need to tune into the show because whoever you got in your circle around you, they they've given you bad advice. Because I would have never, never advised you to say anything like this or even let it be known or whispered outside of our inner circle because the situation in Philly is perfect for him. Jalen Hurts can play right now. Let him finish the season. Yeah, he's having a real good time right now. But at the earliest sign, the smallest sign of him of regression, picks, yep. the fans in Philly will be we, called. We won't win. We won't win. No, not even just because they like Carson Wentz, but because you're you gave him so much money, and he's going to have such a huge hit on that cap that people are going to feel like, why would we have somebody who we're paying all this money sit on the bench? As soon as Jalen Hurts throws a pick, people are going to be like, oh no, Carson Wentz should be playing. He, we gave him money. Why aren't we giving him an opportunity to show what he can do? You should just be quiet, Carson. Sit there and let Jalen Hurts make a mistake because it's all in your favor right now. But now he came out. This report came out. It doesn't look good on you. It doesn't reflect well on you. The only team that I would say probably goes out and gets him is New England because New England will pick up anybody that has some sort of potential because Bill Belichick believes he's the whisperer of everybody so um that's the only team i think will really want to touch him at this point well you say new england i and i said this on the previous show i feel like the indianapolis colts can make a run out of him next year after philip rivers leave frank wright is the head coach that was his offensive coordinator in in uh philadelphia and that was his best one of his best statistical years so i wouldn't be surprised if they have a reunion in indy but we just have to wait and see and i do i don't mind that little that little tidbit that KC dropped on us when it comes to maybe Carson Wentz and Julio in New England, that could be a cool little, you know. Here's the thing: thing. If, if Carson Wentz, I'm I'm not as as uh, as mad about this apparently as uh, <laughs> as it gets, but I, the guy's a competitor. He wants to play. He wants to play. Here's the thing: you want to play? You want to be a competitor? You want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? I absolutely get it. Take a pay cut. You're going to have to be willing to rework your contract so someone will trade for you. We saw Nick Foles do it to get out of Jacksonville to go to Chicago. It didn't work for him, but he did restructure his contract and made it more friendly to the Bears so that they could bring him in and, and work with him. Mm-hmm. If he's willing to do that, I think more teams are going to be willing to, to do it. The cap number is just so big. It's so hard for the Eagles to dump that, that I, at the end of the day, you know, I, I guess it boils down to, do you want to be the a starting quarterback in the NFL or You'll make money because he can absolutely, yeah, sit there, shut his mouth, and make a lot of money to hold a clipboard. Well, no, nah, he he would be starting. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Going into the yeah. offseason, there's going to be a debate. Unless unless Jalen Hurts comes out and plays like he did this week in the I last two also, games, there's going to be a debate. I'd also like to know how much of the playbook he's running. You know, we Ooh. see this we see this with rookies, and I'll give credit to, to one of the guys on my show, Ryan. He brought this up. We expected a huge regression this week because you see this. They bring in a rookie quarterback. They give him a chunk of the playbook. You run mm-hmm. this. This is what we're doing. And they look dynamite. And mm-hmm. then they open up the playbook to what the full starter should be running. 
and they look regression is all get out. Like there's well, no. Well, let's also I agree on that, but let's also yeah. let's also as well add on to teams now also have tape on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they got tape on. Them. And yeah. you got tape. You know, anytime anybody comes in, you finally have tape on somebody. You're able to see always. always. Exactly. So I I agree. We're I don't like getting hyped over somebody's one game performance because. It, it takes years to finally see how good a guy is. We see what happened. We see with Mahomes. You know, we, we see certain guys. We saw it, we saw it was something special since day one. But now that this is third, fourth year in, we see that okay, this is what we thought it was going to happen since day one. Uh, with Jalen Hurts, I think he can be a special talent in this league. We just have to wait and see how everything pans out for him. Either he might stay in Philly. Either you know, I'm not saying he get traded, but I'm just saying. Maybe maybe Philly might not be the stop for him. Maybe somebody else might grab him and say, "All right, Philly, if you want Wentz, y'all can keep him. Let, let us have Hurts." You know, we'll see what happens with that. All right, Jets and Rams. Unfortunately, it seems like the Jets got their first win of the season, but at what cost? This is kind of one of those the, the you know the Avengers Thanos meme where you know you win it, you win you, as they say. You know, what did it cost you? You know, it cost you everything, right? This is what the Jets situation um is in right now where you won a game and we talked about the ish you know a couple weeks ago when greg williams got fired for the all-out blitz you know you said per- the jets are purposely trying to lose or trying yeah trying to lose and and i said they weren't and here we are so what do you have to say they they had to they had they had to play a good uh, uh, like i said I said a couple weeks ago when they fired Greg Williams and they made him the scapegoat, they made that decision to lose that game. Like, let's not call it anything else. They on that sideline made that decision to lose that game because there is nobody, even a peewee football coach, that's calling an all-out blitz in that situation unless you are trying to lose a game. They made that decision as a group, and then they took Greg Williams and they said, Greg Williams, you're going to go and we're going to use you as a scapegoat and say we were trying to win the game. So you had something to prove because I think everybody was looking at them and saying they're trying to throw to uh, throw games and so they had to play a complete game they played a complete game against um la and for me i'm not saying anything against the jets because i don't think the jets are any different than what they were the all the other weeks in this season what i'm looking at from this game la what are you doing i knew you're gonna say that here you what go what are you doing i mean you are in the toughest division in football right now the nfc west yeah what are you doing like you are trying to lose like to get out of the playoffs like you're competing to win nfc and then you come out and have this game against the jets this was horrible on the la's part i don't care anything about the jets you lost the first pick oh well sorry for you you're probably gonna end up with justin fields now I, um, I don't. I don't agree with that. I, I, I think we still have two more weeks left. I don't. I think the Jets actually still ha- get Jaguars the first number one pick. I, I think the Jags might pull off a win. I, I mean, I'm just I'm just wait. We still got two more weeks left. Nobody thought the Bengals gonna beat the Steelers, and we'll get in that shortly. I'm sure. just saying, let's wait and see how the rest of the weeks pan out, and we'll come back to this conversation because I feel like the Jets were still gonna get a number one pick. Unfortunately, I think they will get Trevor Lawrence, and I think Justin Field goes to Jacksonville. The Jags have that's telling to go away. The Jags have the Chicago Bears and the Colts. The Jags are not winning either of those games unless one of those teams decide they want to be like the L.A. Rams and come out and just not play a game. They're playing. They're winning next week. Book it. Calm down. On the show, book it, son, against the Bears. 
Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Montgomery's gonna they, hey, this is gonna be this is gonna be revenge for the Jags have Nick Foles going to the Bears. Um, Mark it down, son. Mark I it down. For who? The the Jags are the Jags as an organization. They're gonna feel this type of way out. You wanna leave us? You wanna leave this this bum team to go to another bum team? Now nah, we're gonna show you. Let me put my tinfoil hat on real quick. Whatever works for him, I guess. I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on and I'm gonna say this. Trevor Lawrence is gonna call Jacksonville. He's gonna say, Hey guys, I wanna play for you and not for the Jets over there. Please lose these last two games. And Jacksonville's gonna be like, Oh yeah, yeah, okay, we'll we'll lose for you, Trevor. You wanna come play for us? Oh, okay, we're gonna lose. Make sure don't worry about it. We're gonna put Luton in or whoever else in, and we're gonna tell them to just throw the ball to the other team the whole time. We'll see what happens. And honestly, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is low-key a little overrated. But we'll get into that another time because oh, we got a quarterback. Sorry. I agree. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time because we got to finish up this show. All right. And speaking of the uh, Chiefs, of course, my my guys, I'm, I wanted you guys here to talk about this one because I'm very interested to, to hear what you guys had to say about this game. The Chiefs took care of business, but only by three points to a, to a Drew Brees that is coming back off of rib injury and... I felt like to be you can you can chatter chit chat all you want to ish. I felt like the Chiefs should have took care of the Saints at least by ten points because you're not playing against Drew Brees. Of course, you're playing against that defense, and if you're trying to get ready for the postseason, they put up thirty two points. But I'm expecting the Chiefs to score at least thirty five a game, right? They don't have to. All right, they don't have to. They do enough to win the game, and this team has done enough. Here's the thing I would say from this game. I actually wanted New Orleans to take the lead and have them come back because I want them to have a tough game. To technically, they technically they were up by a point at one time. Well, whatever. But, they I mean, I want I want us to have a real battle in the fourth quarter going into the playoffs. Like, my fear is that the team just has not really had that many games this year that has built them for the playoffs. That's my one concern for the Chiefs. I just don't feel like they've played very many playoff games this season. Some of the other top competitors, I can say they have. Like the Bills have played a couple playoff games. I can say even the the Browns have played a couple playoff games. The Steelers, now they're in a bad run of form. They're hitting that run of form now. But if they win these last two um, two games, especially that last Week 17 game, is going to be for the division against Cleveland. I think that the Steelers, while they look bad now, are going to be playing playoff games before the Chiefs are playing playoff games. If you get a bye and then you have to play the second week of the playoffs and you get a tough matchup, are you going to be ready? It's been a long time since they've had to play a rough tumble game except against the stupid Los Las Vegas Raiders because for some reason the Raiders just love to play against Kansas City and then everybody else, they don't. What's that? The, as far as the division goes, these teams, if you go and watch all of them, and they're doing it, they are building teams specifically designed to beat Kansas City. Because if you yes. want to go to the playoffs, the road is winning the division. It's the first thing you have to look at. So these guys, are they know that the Chiefs aren't stopping deep, the deep pass. They go and get a speed guy. They're building up the defenses. Uh, Kansas City has not played well against the Chargers' front line. It just hasn't been. If you go and look at Patrick Mahomes' worst games of his career, I believe three of the top five were against the Chargers. Yep. This is these teams are that's what they're doing. So I, I sort of throw the Raiders out of the out of the mix here. But the one thing we should take away from this game, in my opinion, is Mahomes was getting pressured all day long. And they got him to to you know make not necessarily make bad decisions, but I th this is gonna be the recipe. This is gonna be the, the game that teams look at and go, okay, we gotta we gotta get pressure with what we have 
but yep. still keep those safeties back and and try to try to eliminate you know Kelsey, you know, give him four four or five yards to Kelsey all day long, but not give up the deep ball to Tyreek. It's I think the, so, so to cover that's a problem, but if they can get that pressure on Mahomes, which is what the Saints did, and they did it very well all day long, that's the recipe. I think what you just said is the important piece right there, that caveat you put in there with what you have. Because yeah. I think the the Buccaneers tried to get bring pressure, but they brought too many people, and they saw what happened when you bring too many Tyreek Hill over the top, Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey in the middle. Like You just can't bring too many guys. You got to do it with your front four. And if you don't have the front four to do it, that's the thing. I don't know how many teams have the front four to do it. The Saints are one of the few that have the front four to do it. And uh, Chiefs, in theory, wouldn't see them again until February. So I, I don't know who on the on the AFC side of things is going to be able to get pressure like that. Um, I, the one team that I think – The Chargers could, but they, they, yeah, they won't be there. It won't matter, hopefully. Like, <laughs> the, yeah. one team, the one team still there that I think I'm like, mm, they've got a pretty decent front four. Pittsburgh has one, but I think Cleveland – with Miles Garrett, yes, 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 a Miles, really yeah. good front four that that may actually be a pretty bad matchup because Cleveland also can keep the ball by running, and you got Kareem Hunt who would be going back to Kansas City after his incident. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely gonna run want to run the ball against y'all, and it has nothing to do with what y'all did. It's everything to do with what he did. He just want to show you know that he can still yeah, play. He of just course. Uh, shout out to Carson Hernandez. He said, "Our Steelers in the playoffs. They are at the moment. It will get into the playoff seedings uh, real shortly once we get done with these games. Sunday night football: Browns versus Giants. Browns took care of business there with that game. KC. Uh, he he had a couple words before he went on to the show. You want to go ahead and talk about that right quick? I I think I said NBA. I don't know why NBC flexed this game in. Everyone was hot on the Giants after they beat the Seahawks. Oh, the Giants have a defense. Oh, the Giants look." Guys, the Giants aren't good. Like, they, they had a good game. It happens. This is the NFL. It's weird. Bengals had a good game last night. It happens. It's weird. I get it. But they so many outlets jumped on the Giants. The Giants are going to win this division. NBC flexes them into Sunday night. Guys, let's pump the brakes. Like, Colt McCoy is a game manager at best. And if Danny Dimes is out there, he's handing the ball over to the other team three times a game. I, this team needs – a lot of work before they really be does a contender for anything. I mean, it's the NFC least, so I guess they are technically a contender, but nah, I, I hate everything about this game. Like the fact that it got moved, that it got hyped. I, the Brown, we knew the Browns were going to just come out and do it. You know, I mean, they did what they needed to do. They didn't run it up and, and, you know, put a hurting on them, but this game wasn't close for anybody that watched the whole thing. It, well, the yeah, one the one thing about this the one thing about this game actually throughout the week, Jason Garrett got COVID. Uh, Brett Brett Bielemum, that's on that coaching staff uh, accepted the job to head back to the Big Ten, um, and another one of their coaches also got COVID as well. So the offensive coordinator for the for the Giants for this game was Freddie Kitchen, who was the head coach for the for the Cleveland Browns the year prior. So I thought that was a very interesting storyline that that played a part. Of course, Freddie Kitchens, you know, wasn't going to be able to compete against this Browns defense, but it just also goes to show you the Browns is an organization, same way with the Cardinals, where sometimes it takes you three or four coaches to finally get the right one and finally get the right couple pieces involved because I never thought Freddie Kitchens was the right piece in the first place to be able to to lead this Browns organization, but that's here nor there. And um, uh, 
Real quick, so, I'm going to say this, X. Um, I like what Casey said and that they did what they needed to do to win um, because my feeling watching this game was they don't want to show too much going into week 17. I think they got the trap game next week against the Jets, um, but I don't think the Jets are going to want to win any more games. So uh, I don't think the Jets are going to be playing uh, next week. And then you got the Steelers, which will be pretty much for the division. Um, week 17. I believe that game is probably for the division, and, and that's going to be a big game. And I'm happy you brought that up because, like you said, with the Steelers are, with the Steelers losing and the Browns surging, <laughs> wow, could we really have the Browns winning the AFC's uh, uh, North and, and taking this division that. from the Steelers? That would be very interesting to see if it happens. Yeah. Hey, we can shake our heads all we want to. We, we thought the Steelers, and speaking of the Steelers, we thought they were going to beat the mess out of the Bengals. We are a little worried after this game. I, I, I am that. very worried. I am very worried. And, again, I, I know we have a lot of Steelers fans that are quick to say, oh, we're the Steelers. You know, our history is on our side. We're this. We're that. Okay. I mean, that's, that's good and all, but nobody gives a damn when it's time to line them up. And, obviously, the Bengals didn't give a damn because that was their Super Bowl last night to be able to beat the Steelers. Uh, because the Bengals, of course, are not playing for anything but pride at this at this point in time. And for them to come out and put on a really good performance on both sides of the ball, seriously, though, shout out to the Bengals last night. Um, I think that, you know, I don't count out the Steelers. I still think the Steelers will beat the Browns in Week 17. Um, and I do think that the flaws that they have, have been obvious to everybody since early in the season. I said it a couple weeks ago, drops, the wide receivers dropping the ball, they have been having that issue for weeks now. Oh, yeah. Drops have just been, I mean, if you've been watching any of their games, you've been paying attention. They are dropping the ball left and right. They are dropping too many balls. The run game has been, I mean, non-existent for a couple weeks now. So, it is they are doing they're basically doing exactly what they've been doing all season it's just that teams have finally started playing them to a point where they're you know pulling it out against them i do think that mike tomlin writes the ship i do think they have too much talent to um just continue in this woeful um form but also i think those receivers are going to like come on now can we expect these receivers to continue dropping the ball? Well, well, well. I I will say yes, Ish. I mean, we are getting into the colder months. I mean, this is not this is not you know uh, August September type of football right now. You know, your hands get cold. The ball is going to come at you. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more drops from the Steelers. Outside of that one year in uh, in Indianapolis, Ebron's been dropping the ball his whole career. Trust so. me, we've we've we talked about that as well. You got a tight end that has that has literally a history, a career of drops. It just I don't know if it's contagious or what's going on there. I, I still believe in this game. Steelers team. I think the Steelers I, can stop the run. That's what's going to happen against the Browns. But they, I, but they don't have the running game. Not good when he's pressured. But what about their running game? Their running game is non-existent right now. I'm yeah. I'm seriously worried about the Steelers. Like I don't I don't y'all have high hopes for them. I don't. Well, I don't have high hopes. I just think they can beat the Browns. Yeah. I don't oh, okay. Browns my bad. My bad. I, and then I'll say this. I'll say this. My bad. I'm t- if at the moment I'm taking the Browns. If the if, and by by next week we're gonna see week sixteen. We're gonna see how both teams yeah. look going into week seventeen. If the Browns still look the way they look, I'm taking the Browns week seventeen to win the division. I I don't think the reason why I say that is that. This the wide receiver core that Pittsburgh has 
are able to they were able to propel them to the record that they had before they started this three game losing streak. Nobody was talking about it. They were still dropping the ball earlier in the season, but nobody was talking about the drop. Of course, you don't talk about the bad stuff when you're winning. But but that's what I'm saying. It's the same team. So I still believe that even though the run game has been non-existent, the Steelers still have enough on the offensive side that they can make up for some of those drops with some of these big plays that they do create from time to time. And they just need a game where they're able to hit those plays. I think against the Browns, that's the perfect time because while the Browns are really good at stopping the run, the Browns are not the best pass defense in the world. And these guys play each other twice a year. The Steelers are going to be ready for that game. They're not, I mean, the the Bengals, everybody, I give them a pass because I think everybody was sleeping on the Bengals for this one. I mean, I wouldn't because this is the first home win for the Bengals against the Steelers since 2013. So, oh, well. I mean, and then also, let's also remind everybody that maybe Juju needs to stop dancing on pe- on people's logos. I need, I need I need to hear about this, guys. Before he, before he keeps getting the Sonic rings, the Sonic rings knocked out of his ass. I'm just saying. Yeah, the, that thing. But let me just say that I think he underestimates how just how offensive that is to some people. Look, some people take that personally, and I think look, they come out willing, wanting to hit look ish. We play football. We not from from middle school, high school, college, pro. You come to somebody's house and you want to dance on our logo? Okay. Okay. Because the Buffalo Bills said the same thing last week when when, when uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers came into Buffalo and Josh Allen said, we let them dance, let them do what we're going to do, that they going to do. We're going to come out here and punch them in the mouth. And that's what they did. And that's what the Bengals did. I promise you, Mike Tomlin needs to have a talk with Juju and I let know. him know, hey, look, man, I know you got your Twitch going on. I know you got your TikTok. I know you got all that good stuff going on like KC talked about after you get done with your career. But right now, your job is to play football. And if y'all want to get on Antonio Brown about doing live uh, with the Steelers and doing the things that he do with the Steelers, you need to hold Juju accountable as well. Yeah, he's got to focus, man. This ain't the Steeler way, guys. That's thank you, thank you, thank you. The Steelers are a team that we we just know the Steeler way. It's a thing. It really is. This isn't it. This is not. And I get it. We're we're sort of past that. It's a different generation. It's whatever. The game has changed. It hasn't changed that. Not with the Steelers. No, no, not with the Steelers organization. This is an organization that's only had three head coaches in their whole career. I mean, their whole whole franchise. So they know from within how things are ran, and that's what makes the Steelers organization a lot different compared to other other organizations in the NFL. And like you said, Casey, if they're not going about the Steelers way, then there's going to be some changes that will be made. And I'm not saying they're going to get rid of Juju. I'm just saying they need to have a stern sit down, seriously, with Juju. Let him know that like, what you are doing is hurting us. All right, let's get into the playoffs right quick before we end off on this day right now. At the moment, Chiefs are number one in the, in the AFC playoffs. Uh, seeding Bills are number two. Steelers are three with their loss and the Bills win. They had jumped the Bills up to number two. Titans are at four. Browns are at five. Colts are six. And the Dolphins are at seven. With the NFC, the Packers are at one. The Saints are at two with their loss. The the Seahawks are at number three. The Washington football team are at four. The Rams are at five. The Buccaneers are at six. And the Cardinals are at seven. Like I said, guys, before we get up out of here, if y'all want a quick little caveat on the AFC or NFC right quick, no, just waiting to see what happens this week. Yeah, no, things are shaking out, man. There's still some moving to be done. Like I said before the show, when I talked to KC, my interesting game, my two games to watch next week would be the Steelers and Colts because if they were to play right now, they would be playing in the playoffs. So I want to see how that game goes. And also, I want to see how the Titans look against the Packers. 
playing in Lambeau. You know, can we keep this offense rolling? And can the defense actually show the hell up and maybe stop Aaron Rodgers for, you know, maybe just a 40, 41, 42 point type of game, hopefully. Because if that if they can do that, then we, we can win the game. I'm just I'm just a joke. It's a joke. Hopefully they don't give up 40 points. But thank you again, KC. I, I appreciate you as always. Yeah, and thank uh, and um, it, hey, man, these, this next couple weeks of regular season football is going to be very interesting. And we will see you guys in the playoffs. And I'll definitely have you back on for the season recap. Yep, um, we got to. I'm always around. Alrighty then. As you guys know, as next time, see you guys again on the sports plug with Ish and thank you again, KC.